Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. pretty special when you can worship God together in in the home setting at a home level it's very important to know God in your homes and to know him where you live home is where you live it's where you belong it's where your identity is realized hallelujah we're continuing in our series today um, called change your mind this is part four of change your mind and we want you to, uh, to remember that God moves by his word. He sends his word, okay? Um, and he sends his word because his word is perfect in power. And his word uh, is fresh and alive. It never gets stale. It's always vibrant. It's always relevant. So we, the, primary, um, the primary vehicle we want to bring into your life, the primary thing, we want to sow into your life and invest into your life is the word of God. So we want to encourage you to um, pinch yourself if you have to, pinch the person next to you if you have to, let's be awake, and let's get ready to receive from the Holy Spirit via the word of God. All right, let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. You sent your word and healed us. You sent your word and delivered us. Lord, your word is perfect in power. The grass withers, the flower fades. But your word remains fresh and vibrant and lasts and goes on forever. Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you. Speak to us this morning. Speak to us. We're ready to receive, to be changed, to move forward into all that you prepared for us. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want to welcome whoever uh, may be joining your group today. This might be the first time you've ever been to something like this or the first time maybe you've been to a, a church gathering. Well, we're glad you're here. And we want you to know, um, really, Jesus never came to establish uh, religious tradition. He actually came to bring us into a relationship with him. And that's really what he's all about. He wants you to have a relationship with him. He wants you to taste and see how good he is and to experience the abundant life he came to give you. And that's why this ministry exists, okay? Uh, change your mind. This is part four. It has been an awesome series. And, and if you haven't heard part one, two, and three, get on it. Get them, grab them. The podcast, I like listening via podcast. You can always watch the videos again as well. But what I like about the podcast is, is I don't have to be looking at it. I can have it on. I can be listening and hearing. And uh, I can go, I can get right to the message. So, uh, Check out the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just about everywhere podcasts are. Our podcasts are there, and it's all free, so grab a hold of it. Hallelujah. In part three of Change Your Mind, we learned that it's always been God's desire 
to reveal himself to us, to reveal his thoughts, his will, his plan, his purpose to us. That's what he wants. He wants us to know him. He wants us to know his plans. He wants us to know his will. He wants us to actually think his thoughts after him, to think in line with his thoughts and his plan. He passionately calls us to know his thoughts. He calls out to us for, 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 to come to him, to, to sit with him, to get to know him, to know his will and to know his plans. So at Highway, we're, we're regularly changing our minds. We saw in this series that Jesus in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, that he called us, he began his ministry by calling mankind, calling all of us to change our mind, to think differently and believe the good news that he was preaching about God the Father. And now if we're going to change our mind, what are we changing it from? Well, we're changing it from the way we used to think to the way God thinks. That's what we're doing. We're changing it from the way we used to think to the way he thinks. Now, most of us have been given the impression, and of course, the enemy, the adversary, the enemy of our soul likes to try and amplify this impression, that there's a distance between God and us, and God wants it to stay that way, okay? Well, and I kind of got this impression growing up and that, that, you know, you can talk about God maybe every so often. And okay, if you want to read your Bible, but wait a minute, knowing God's will, now you're crossed that line. I mean, that's presumptuous. You can't know the will of God. You can't know God's thoughts. Oh, now you're really, now you're really, you know, got, done something very wrong. You, to say you can know God's thoughts, you can know God's will, that's, that's pretty much blasphemy, right? Well, actually, it's the gospel. I mean, if, if the gospel teaches us that we can't know God's thoughts, I'm telling you what, it, it's not much of a gospel. Did you hear that? If the gospel is teaching us we can't come close to God, we can't know his thoughts, that's not much of a gospel. We want to believe the gospel Jesus preached, not that anyone else preaches, right? Let's go to John chapter 3. Verse 16, here's the gospel that Jesus preached. Now, three, John 3, 16 and 17, one of several passages that really summarize the gospel. Let's grab a hold of this. For God so loved the world, hello, right, that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God, listen to verse 17 now. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world. I mean, that was a news flash to me when I first read this many years ago. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world. Then we shouldn't either, right? For God did not send the Son in the, into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be saved through him, that word saved, right? We got to dereligify that word saved. Pshhh. What is that? That's my little can of dereligification spray. You can get one of these too uh, on our website. Just kidding. Pshhh. 
Yeah, what does saved mean? Well, it's the Greek word sozo. What does it mean? To be made whole, to be kept safe and sound. Hallelujah. So Jesus, uh, God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world would be made whole, safe, and sound through him. So anytime you see that word, put that definition in there. Made whole, safe, and sound. All right. Now, we read uh, verse 16 and 17. At the end of verse 16, we are given the very purpose that God sent his son. It says that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, oh, got to get my dereligification spray out one more time for that phrase, eternal life. Okay, here we go. Okay, what does eternal life mean? Wow, and there's a time in my life I wouldn't have any idea how to answer that question. I might have guessed uh, maybe, maybe somehow going to heaven someday. But, you know, I think a lot of believers don't know. A lot of Christians don't know what that word actually means, eternal life. And you know what? We don't have to guess. We don't have to speculate or pontificate. We can actually read the words of Christ and find out exactly what eternal life is. How about we do that? Come on. What is eternal life? Well, let's let Jesus tell us. All right. John chapter 17, verse 3. This is Jesus talking. He's defining eternal life. The reason God sent his son. He loved you so much. He loved me. He loved mankind so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. What does that word mean? John 17, 3. And this is eternal life. This is Jesus talking. That they may, K-N-O-W, you, that they may know you, the only true God. Eternal life as defined as an intimate relationship with God. The Passion Translation says this. Are you ready? Eternal life means to know and experience you as the tr only true God. Oh, wow. That's powerful, to know and experience you as the only true God. Now, this word K-N-O-W, remember, it's the same word used uh, when it speaks of Joseph, that Joseph knew not his wife Mary until after Jesus was born. This is an intimacy between a husband and wife. Jesus says this is what eternal life is, to, uh, to know God is intimately as a husband knows his wife. That is what eternal life is. Christ came so that you could experience that every day, all day for the rest of your life. And that's really when living begins. Okay. Now, knowing God's thoughts was actually the reason Jesus came. Because you can't have an intimate relationship with someone if you don't know their thoughts. Knowing someone's thoughts brings intimacy, right? Of course it does. In fact, uh, we were 
uh, as we were packing up our home and I was doing something in the living room, getting some things ready, and Jennifer was in the kitchen, and she was actually talking to Dana, and as she was talking, I knew exactly what she was going to say next. Why? Because I know her intimately. I know her thoughts. So I heard, I heard a statement. I knew exactly what was coming next, and I could flow right with that, right? It's so good. When you know someone, you get to know the way they think. So this whole idea uh, that, um, that God wants distance to remain between you and him is contrary to the gospel. He wants you to come close. He wants you to know him well, better than you know anyone else. He, better than your best friend. He is the best friend you, you want in your life, right? He wants you to know him well, okay? Now, so in part three, we continue looking at God's thoughts. Now, remember, where do we find God's thoughts? Well, primarily two places in the Bible, right? In your hard copy Bible or your Bible on your phone, two places we find his thoughts. Where are they? Well, in the promises of God that are all throughout the scriptures. What are God's promises? There are those passages of Scripture where God reveals his heart to us. He reveals his will, his thoughts toward us. So every promise of God reveals his thoughts. All right? So that's that's uh, one of the primary places. Where's another primary place or, or important place is actually in the ministry of Jesus. Right? Those are the two primary places, the two most significant places in the Bible where we actually see and can read the thoughts of God in his promises and in the ministry of his son, Jesus Christ. All right? Now, let's see. Where do we want to go up in here? It's so good. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Now, what happens when you begin thinking like God's things. What happens when you embrace the very thoughts of God? Well, a lot of things are going to happen. God's thoughts will elevate you. God's thoughts will lift you up into a new way of living, a way you've never lived before, a way that is not of this world, a way that is supernatural. When you embrace his thoughts and you begin to meditate on them, you begin to say them, you begin to believe them, you begin to act on them, they will automatically lift you up and elevate you and enable you to live a supernatural kind of life, a life that is not possible if you do not know the thoughts of God. All right? And I, 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 want to, I want to encourage you to, to come out from the status quo and from what people say is possible and embrace the thoughts of God. See, listen, if you're not renewing, we'll get to Ephesians 3 in a moment here, but if you're not renewing your mind with the promises of God, with the ministry of Jesus, your thoughts are going to stay low, uh, actually real low. If, you're, if you don't have a regular input, if you don't deliberately put yourself in the hearing like you're doing now, in the hearing of God's thoughts, God's word, and you don't meditate on that, you don't renew your mind to what God has said, to what he thinks, then your thoughts are going to keep you low. In fact, your life is going to become about what you or what someone else thinks is possible. 
That's what, that's what the scope of your life is going to be. It's going to be about what you or what someone else thinks is acceptable if you don't embrace God's thoughts. Because everyone has limitations. You know, you, you may have a friend that will go so far, and then you might mention something like, no, that's, that's crazy. That can never happen. Right, But listen, the things that are impossible with mankind, with people, are possible with God. He wants to take you beyond the limitations of human reason. And he wants to bring you into the supernatural reality of his kingdom. Hello. Let me say that again. It's God's desire. It's God's will for you to rise above the limitations of human reasonings and what man says is possible, and to step out of the boat and to walk on the water with Jesus. Do not turn Christianity into a human charity organization. It is not that. It has never been that. We are the sons and daughters of God. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We bear Christ inside of us. We're his ambassadors. The fragrance of his salvation emanates from us, and he's called us to do the same things he did and greater things than these. Oh, boy, you have to kind of wake yourself up sometimes because if you're not, if you don't choose to stay hot about this, you can become kind of lukewarm and just settle for what others settle for, but we don't settle for what others settle for in this highway family. Why? Because God has revealed his thoughts to us through Jesus Christ. And what does God want to do in your life? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think. That's where we're going in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Let's check it out. Now, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Now, I never heard that phrase in my life till I read the the Bible. Why is it in there? It's very challenging to capture the greatness of God with the English language, or any language for that matter, right? So they've got to try and bring out this limitless desire that God has to see you soar as an eagle in life. Now, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I mean, come on. Let's grab a hold of this right now. Now, to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. What is that power? The resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. The dunamis power of of God's very spirit. So uh, this is a a great place where the thoughts of God are revealed. Why does he say this? Because that's what he wants to do in your life. He wants to do exceeding abundantly, exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or you think. This is who he is. This is what he desires to do in your life. But listen, if you don't embrace his thoughts, this is going to seem like a fairy tale to you. And, and you're, you're, you, you, won't, you, won't, you won't have the strength to act on it because God is going to lead you forward and there are going to be things he desires to do in your life that people say are impossible. You may find yourself doing something that no one has ever done before or that you've never done before in a different kind of way and, and you've got to know that what God has said, he is faithful to accomplish and perform in your life. 
no matter if anyone around you understands why you're doing what you're doing or, or, or the, the strategy that you have or the way that you're moving forward, you've got to know what the Father said to you and let him take you into a supernatural uh, destination that he prepared for you. It's exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. Man, this is, this is ministering to me right now. It's just so good. Hallelujah. Now, listen to me. God does not want your faith to be in the wisdom of men, but in his very power. We're talking about changing our mind. This is a big change from the way we used to think, right? We used to seek out the wisdom of men. And if man said this, then that's what we did right? And that's what we, okay, well, so-and-so said this, that must be the case. There is a study done that revealed this, so I'm going to go with the study. Don't do that. Find out what Christ has to say. God does not want your faith to be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Let's look at this, a, a wonderful passage, uh, one of my wife's favorite passages, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and let's start in verse 5. All right? Listen to this. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Wow, sounds like what I just said. Come on. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's lifting us up into a whole new way of living, the kingdom of God alive in us. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Yet not the wisdom of this age nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. God wants you to be glorified. Maybe you never heard that before, but he does. He wants you to be lifted up. Why? Because he's living in you. He wants people to see Christ in your life so that they can come to know him through you. Hallelujah. Come on, for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age, zero, none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. No eye has seen it, no ear has heard it. It has not entered into the thoughts of man, but, verse 10, but God has revealed them, what? The things he's prepared for us, his plan for our lives, he's revealed them to us through his spirit. Wow. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. God wants you to know his deep things. He wants you to know the secrets in his heart, the, the deep the deep things in his heart that he's prepared for you before you were born. His heart is not off limits to you. It's your new home. It's where you live. You live in the heart of God. You live in him and have your being. 
Hallelujah. So the things which God has prepared for those who love him, God has revealed to us. How? By his spirit. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Listen, if you've confessed Jesus as your Lord, if you've believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Begin to give him the right of way. Let him take the lead in your life. Read Acts chapter 1 and 2 and 3 and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit empower your tongue to pray in a language that your natural mind does not know. Because your spirit wants to pray. Your spirit wants to commune with God. Your spirit wants to declare things over your life and speak into the earth. This is so good. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God, verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Wow. Now, we have received, this is written to believers, that's you and me, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. They're free to us, why? Because he paid for them with his son, right? Now, we have received, I'm going to read that again. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. He's the teacher you need in your life. So what we're sharing with you is not taught. It's not man's wisdom. It's by the Spirit of God. It's what the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known, listen to verse 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Who? Me? Yeah, you. You have the mind of Christ. You may have not realized that until this moment, but that is what you receive. Well, you see, so much happened inside of you when you were born from above. And you need to learn what's taking place on the inside of you. When you, with your mouth, declare Jesus as Lord of your life, and you believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, a miracle that I just beyond anything we could ever think or imagine, takes place inside of us. Our spirit was made brand new. The Holy Spirit uh, entered, uh, and entered our hearts and became one with our spirits, and we received the resurrection life of Christ, the resurrection power of Christ, the inheritance of Christ, and the mind of Christ. As New Testament believers, we have the mind of Christ. Begin to rely on the mind of Christ in your daily decisions. 
but 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 they said this and and the studies show this and the the stock market says this and the the interest rate is this no that's okay to 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 look at those things but don't make your decisions based on them don't make your decisions based on them. what do we make our decisions based on the mind of Christ the mind of Christ hallelujah now, I shared with the Highway family, and if you've been following us, you've heard, but uh, we talked about back in 2019 where the Holy Spirit began to impress upon Jennifer and I's hearts uh, this desire, this, this need for expansion, that he wants us to expand the ministry and that he wanted to reposition us in the center of the country. And, uh, you know, that was over three years ago. And we didn't understand the details of that or the timeline of that. We just continued to set our hearts on him and seek him. And I, I want to tell you, for me, there was a lot that had to be changed in my thinking for that to happen. Because, you know, if you would have looked at natural circumstances, if you would have looked at finances, if you would have looked at any number of things, I could have just said, oh, there's no way we can do that. We, we felt the Lord that he wanted us to, to reposition us, to reposition us from the northeast into the center of the country, continue the ministry going in the northeast, Highway Church. Didn't know how to do that. Didn't, and it's, it's all started unfolding. But I'm telling you, if I would have looked at the natural circumstances, I wouldn't have done it. I had to hear from him. I had to, we, Jennifer and I both, we had to say what he was saying to us. We had to agree with him. No matter what anyone else thought, no matter what the, the, the situation in America or the world looked like, no matter what was currently happening, we had to trust him and let him re lead us and reveal each step of the way. And we're still doing that now. We're still doing, it's a way of living where you're, you're making your daily decisions based on the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and he's revealing to you the very thoughts of God for your life. This is the great adventure, guys. This is the, this is the way to live where you're, you're living this supernatural life, and I'm telling you, man, what God has done. Wow, what God has done in our lives. Just I look back three years ago and all of the things that happened and even these past six months. And the Lord began to impress upon us the time is now, the time is of the essence, and the way that he moved and the way that he arranged things and the way that he worked things out is beyond anything any human being could ever do. And I love just having a front row seat watching my father move in my life. Hallelujah. Watching him move, watching him operate, watching him uh, do the things he's declared he will do in our lives. Hallelujah. Jennifer, would you come on up here, sweetie? It's just so sweet. It's so rich. It's so satisfying to be walking with God and to know that Christ is inside of us and that we have the mind of Christ. We don't have to be afraid no matter what's happening in this world. We don't have to be afraid of anything. And I hear people talking about new viruses and new diseases. Listen, that's been going on since Adam. That's been going on since the curse of sin. There's no new disease or new virus for you. Why? Because you're, you're, you're a washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, spirit-filled son and daughter of God. You, 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 you don't make decisions based on the latest news stories or what even, what it, what's 
currently taking place in the world. You've got to get into the Word of God and find out what He has to say. And if you'll do that, you'll find out He's a shield. He's a shield. See, other people will be afraid, and you'll be moving forward with confidence, and they won't know why. It's because you have spent time with your heavenly Father. You have his thoughts, his word, his will, his mind, and you're unafraid, knowing that he has made you safe and sound in his son, Jesus Christ. Our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. We're safe. Safe no matter what. No harm or evil will ever befall us. Where is that in the Bible? Well, it's actually in several places. I'm thinking of Psalm 121 and Psalm 91. But you know what's interesting about Psalm 91? It begins by saying, he who dwells makes his home, Highway Home Network, makes his home in the shadow of the Almighty, will abide in his favor and protection. Listen, make your home in him. And the biggest thing about your home is how you think. Think his thoughts. When I choose to think his thoughts, I'm choosing to make my home in him. I'm choosing to abide in the shadow, in the secret place of the Almighty. But at the very end of that psalm, it says, I will deliver him because he has uh, known my name. Wow. He has a personal knowledge of my mercy love and kindness, knowing that I will never fail him, never forsake him, knowing that I will never fail him. Listen, Psalm 91, are, are those, that's God's thoughts towards you. And they're available to anyone, Psalm 121, Psalm 23. It's all available. Begin to embrace God's thoughts and watch fear just lose its grip on you forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo-wee. We're unafraid. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you. 